Don't get too excited. I won't be preaching this morning. So, Rose, don't leave. Okay? You got to stay. Cheryl, I mean, Pastor Cheryl, um, asked me to read the scripture for her this morning. So, the reference scripture is found in Exodus chapter 12, verses 1 through 24. I will, however, be reading only select verses as ordered. <laughs> the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into count the number of people there are. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord." The blood will be assigned for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread, because it was on this very day that I brought your divisions out of Egypt. Celebrate this day as a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go at once and select the animals for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop, dip it into the blood in the basin, and put some of the blood on the top on both sides of the doorframe. None of you shall go out of the door of your house until morning. When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and the sides of the doorframe, and will pass over that doorway. And he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. Obey these instructions as a lasting ordinance for you and your descendants. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. To whom we give thanks. So uh, you probably notice that we have no sermon notes today, um, and we're doing things a lot differently today. There's no announcements and tithe um, prayer, as you can see. Um, this is a day of celebration for us as a church. And so we have been here about 14 years. This has been our home from another home. And today we are beginning a new season as we make our way and journey down the street to our new home together as Wellspring Ohana. And we have begun a series that is entitled Between, which from week to week we are finding God in difficult transitions. And through Moses, we've seen how God calls us out to the place of between at times, and yet, in the transition, whether we feel it or realize it, he's always present with us and for us. 
Between is the place where dreams are sparked or obstacles arise, that we are invited to choose courage, to be transformed in the process of facing them. Between is in all this, this messiness, it's, as you will see from today, God, who is always at work and therefore always present with us. So today, as my lovely husband read parts of Exodus 12, 1 through 24 for us, what did that stir in you? Was it fear, maybe, about moving somewhere different? Was it maybe excitement that, I can't wait to go, joy? Because this has been a long time that we've been on this journey. I mean, we had to sell our building a few years ago, and that in and of itself was a really long between process. How about faith? Did it stir up some faith in you in the assurance of God as a redeemer and deliverer? Like the people of Israel, we are being called out of our current situation. And it's not slavery, but I have shared with Pastor Rebecca that for a while, as the months have come closer to our leaving, it hasn't quite felt like home anymore. And while we are not slaves to a pharaoh, the theme of Passover is as consistent today as it was then. God's gravitational pull is to save and to free us continuously as his beloved children. Passover is about God's rescue and redemption. So if you can just remember those two words today, rescue and redemption, as God liberates his people from slavery to freedom and that heart of God's for mercy and justice that has been and always will be. Passover simply and significantly is such a monumental event for Moses and the Israelites that it changed everything for them. And this is a pivotal victory for the enslaved people of Israel that God declared it in scripture to be month one and year one on Israel's calendar when he gave detailed instructions to Moses and Aaron. Now, I'm totally paraphrasing because there's like 24 verses, and yes, I had told Nathan, just read the ones I told you to read. <laughs> and all of you can read the rest on your own time. But basically, you know, God's telling them, these are the instructions. You have to secure a lamb, an unblemished lamb, for each household on day 10, and you're going to keep it for four days before slaughtering it and then cooking and eating it. And he gave specific instructions on what to do with the blood of the lamb too, right? What parts of the lamb they could and couldn't eat, how to eat it, how to cook it, and eat it in haste with your cloak tucked into your belt and your sandals on your feet, ready to walk out of Egypt into freedom, ready to be called by God out to something better. So we recognize its importance, but what else in this passage captures our attention? What is God really trying to do here with what seems very ritualistic and quite honestly seems kind of over-controlling with all the details, if you think about it, the ones that we didn't read? Well, we know that the Israelites, I'm gonna give you some context here, are comprised of Jewish people who had been slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt for hundreds of years. And they were used for hard labor. And Pharaoh didn't care about them except for how powerful and rich 
he could become. God deemed this and any other kind of oppression and control that robs someone of life that God wants us to have as wrong and unjust. There's nothing just about our black brothers and sisters having been sold into slavery, nothing just about imprisoning Japanese Americans in internment camps, nothing just about Jewish people being taken to concentration camps and killed, and nothing but evil in sex trafficking women and children. Enslavement angers God, and he was really angry with Pharaoh. But as God attempted to give Pharaoh these chances to release the Israelites through Moses, Pharaoh's heart continued to get harder and harder, even with each of the plagues that were released upon the Egyptians. And by the ninth plague, Pharaoh would not give in. And hence, this, the Passover, would be the final blow to Pharaoh and his people. God, in preparing to rescue the Israelites from slavery, laid out specific details for the Israelites. Why keep a lamb for four more days before slaughtering it? Well, I don't know about you, but I think lambs are pretty cute. And I think if I kept one for four days, it would be really hard. It would be a sacrifice to put it to death, right? I, mean, I just look at Sparky and I'm like, oh. And why mess up the doorway with the blood of the lamb? Well, they didn't have the answers, this was really a testing of faith in God to save them and make a way out of Egypt into freedom. The Israelites didn't know that this is a foreshadowing of what was to come on a grander scale. The one, the one who would come and make the ultimate sacrifice so that the people could be rescued and saved and cleansed from their sin and promise ultimate freedom would be the Messiah who came generations later. Jesus would be the Passover lamb for all of us. The blood of the lamb that God instructed the people to paint on their doorframe and on the sides of them was symbolic of the ransom given, a lamb's life, to spare the lives of the firstborn son of each family who followed these instructions. The Messiah, too, blameless, sinless, and innocent, the lamb who would shed his blood and ransom his life for us in order that we might be delivered from sin and have eternal life with him. The Passover painted a picture of God's eternal plan for salvation through Christ years before Jesus actually walked this earth. The Passover was about redemption from slavery and injustice, of being the property of another human being. God's redemption eliminated enslavement to others and offered an invitation to all for a relationship of belonging to a forgiving and loving God through Jesus. That is the extreme opposite of slavery. Belonging to God means we are called to serve, never forced. Last week, Pastor Dale was here preaching on obstacles, and he referenced Exodus 5, and specifically in verse 1, it says that Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said that the Lord had told them, let my people go so that they may serve me. Other versions 
of the Bible say, so that they may worship me, or so that they may hold a festival for me in the wilderness. Of course, Pharaoh, we know, ignored the request. Whatever version you read, the Lord's intent is so that the people can choose into some kind of relationship with God, worshiping, holding a festival, serving, all connote closeness, goodness, and community. Serving is something that comes from our choosing to humble ourselves in this way out of love and care for one another and not under the threat or unhealthy, unhealthy fear from another. The people that Moses escorted out of Egypt under God's leading, they had to go through quite a lot. If we're being honest, just because they followed instructions, it doesn't mean that they weren't afraid or questioning, what the heck? A slaughtered lamb and a doorway stained with blood? What does it have to do with anything? But faith doesn't mean one cannot be afraid as we make the choice to follow Jesus. We've all heard, right? Faith is not the absence of fear, right? Friends, this morning, because of Passover and Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we don't have to slaughter any animals or stain our doorways with blood. We've been given this gift of rescue and redemption by the life and blood of the Lamb of Jesus. So as we take a walk down to Wellsprings' new home base, moving in the between, I can assure you that God continues to work through the Holy Spirit and the efforts of you and I so that others who don't know Jesus would one day be freed to his love. Because that is who God is. A God of mercy and grace, I know we have to stop and pause. It's so cute, right? <laughs> That's okay. I'm like, oh, where's he going? <laughs> you don't like my sermon. <laughs> okay, so wait. Whoa, where was I? Okay, I was telling you who God is. And God is a God of mercy and grace and of justice and, of injustice and of encouragement and of hope and of unity, and most of all, love. One day, Jesus will return, and every year the Passover observance reminds us of God's heart for his people. And until Jesus returns again, we have a call. We have a call to serve with our hands, to mend the brokenness of this world, to hold the hands of one another in solidarity and community, regardless, and even more so, in the space where there's more uncertainty than usual. When the Israelites prepared for that 10th plague, they made sure their neighbors were not left behind that wanted to be part of God's plan. And that is important for us here at Wellspring as we leave. We leave together. So to symbolize our faith in God's plan for rescue and redemption of his family, we're going to do a couple of things this morning. Okay, get ready. Oh my gosh, experiential stuff. I love it, but okay. Um, sorry, I'm getting in touch with my therapy side. We're not slaughtering any chickens this morning outside, so that, that's a good thing. There's plenty of chickens, but we're not slaughtering any chickens. But we have two things, two things that you are invited to, not forced, 
if you feel unable, or if you're unable to, you're not forced to, but we're inviting you to do these two things. As a symbol, to remind us of the call and power of God's heart to rescue and redeem us, that continues to this day, we have a red cord. So this is the red cord. Um, okay. And this cord is to symbolize the blood of the lamb that cleanses us and saves us. And as this rope will do, it will unite us as a community of believers. When it is time to walk down the street of, to our new location, which, by the way, do you know where it is, everyone? Who doesn't know? Who's not sure? Okay. Well, in case you don't want to... Um, say, because I don't want to call anybody out, it's like four buildings down, 99860 Evina Street is our new location. Okay, so when it's time to walk down the street to our new location, Pastor Dan is going to lead us, and again, if you're able, we'll grab onto this cord as a church family, and we'll walk together to see our new home, okay, in solidarity. Okay, so that's the first thing. Simple enough, yeah? Okay. All right, good. Okay. Second thing. Okay. I'm going to invite you to this again, only if you're able and willing, is to acknowledge, especially in times of between, that we really are called to care for and serve one another. I'm going to take this quote from, or this, from Martin Luther, who is this famous German priest and theologian who impacted the Protestant Reformation, and I'm totally paraphrasing here, but just those words of we are servants of all and subject to one. We are servants of all and subject to one. Who then are you servant to? Who will you serve? Will it be the homeless person on the street that you see, whether it's here in our community or somewhere maybe close to your office? Will it be a person who is black, brown, yellow, or white? Will it be the person that you detest most in life? Who then will you serve? Because friends, God extends an invitation to everyone and he loves everyone the same and is working for us in transforming us to do the same. God is fighting for the oppressed and the unoppressed, always contending for better, a better person, a better world, a better relationship with him and with others, servants of all, subject to one. And who is your one? Is it Jesus? As we exit this building today, the hope is that you would be reminded that while, while God delivers and redeems us to freedom, your part is still critical as helpers in the church. God invites each one of you to servanthood of care and compassion and love. And so let's prepare our hands on this new day to be a good and faithful servant to one another as we make our move down to our new home. And so I'm going to share this idea it came from one of my favorite professors in seminary, Dr. Dennis Edwards, who also happens to now be the dean of North Park Seminary. And he recently I think last Friday, preached a sermon at Gather in um, California where Pastor Dan and our delegate Stacy and TJ Brashears attended in person. They represented Wellspring very well, I have to say. 
but he, uh, Dr. Edwards, emphasized humility in how we serve one another. And this morning as I read this passage, as I was reading this passage from Exodus 1, I was struck by verse 4 that says, if any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor. Which was, a, to me, it was a way of God inviting us to be a part of community and invite others into our circle. A community that remembers one another and is humble to serve each other. God doesn't say, if someone doesn't have, then share. He says, if there's gonna be more than enough, you must share with someone. And we know that when God provides, there is always more than enough to go around and to share and to give. So in a moment, I'm gonna ask you to partner up. Okay? And we have these hand wipes. Um, we have these hand wipes uh, for each one of you. But it's not to wipe your own hands. That would make it too easy. <laughs> but it is to wipe the hands of another as an expression of your faithfulness and humility to serve and care for your neighbor. And while this may not be as uncomfortable as foot washing that Jesus did before his crucifixion, it's maybe still uncomfortable for some of us. Some of us don't come from a culture of touching, and some of us maybe just don't like to wash our hands, right? I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. But I'm sure what the Israelites were asked to do, it was completely out of their comfort zone, right? When, when God said, this is what you have to do with the lamb, completely out of their comfort zone. And so I'd ask if you're able to please pick a partner, and preferably not your spouse, who you serve every day, right? But when you do that, just open up the wipe and just gently wipe your partner's hand. You're not wiping each other's hands to eliminate germs, okay? So you don't have to do it like, ah, oh, okay? It's just simply, okay? Just like that, okay? Um, yeah, so just do that. And it's just a gesture of communicating that we're here to serve. And we're here to be served because you're receiving that from somebody else too. As your hand is being wiped, you're invited to receive a blessing of care and agape love from your brother and sister in Christ. And as we continue in this between and beyond, we will be called to serve in new ways, perhaps larger ways beyond our Wellspring community's expectations or our imaginations. This is a faith commitment to be open to that call to serve. Now, if this is hard and not possible for you at this time, I want to respect where you're at. And so I recognize that some of you may not be able to do this for very good reasons. I don't want anyone to be triggered or traumatized in any way. And so this is, if this is you, let's all be sensitive um, and understanding of others. And let's be gentle. Be gentle with yourself if that is you. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have the pastor team up here. And if you're not comfortable... Um, wiping the hands of another, then come up to the front to the pastor team and yeah, we want to just offer you a blessing as you give and receive these special gifts from God here to one another, okay? So nothing forced, just an invitation, okay? Um, so, so as we do that, I think maybe we can um, call up, I'm going to call up Donna, who has been amazing with 
leading our Leaving Well team. Yes. And things are in place as we get ready to actually make the big move and take things over next week, Saturday. But Donna's going to come up and she's going to pray for us. And then you, um, if you can, just maybe one of your, you can come up and grab one of these wipes, find a neighbor partner, and go ahead and just do that. Wipe each other's hands. Again, doesn't have to be super thorough, but be open to, to who God has for you as a partner within, within this room today. Okay. And once you've wiped your neighbor's hand, and maybe offering a blessing simple, simply as, you know, Jesus loves you, or, yeah, you are called to serve, or, you know, anything that will bless someone, then you can go over to the red cord that Pastor Dan is going to start unraveling, and I think he has a partner to help him with this. Um, but take your place by that cord, and when we are ready to exit the building, um, we will exit together, stepping out into the between of rescue and redemption and renewal. So Donna, can you come up and lead us in prayer? Thank you, Pastor Cheryl, for that wonderful reminder um, that during this time of transition, we are servants to all and subject to one, which is Jesus. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for providing this place, 99 dash 900 Iwana Street, on which we stand for Wellspring to worship you and reach out to the world you love in fruitful mission. From Pastor Dale's and Bev's home in Kailua to Manawili Elementary, to our current location in Halava, you have been leading us well. For some of us, there may be some sadness as we say goodbye to the only Wellspring home we have known or the home we had a lot of hopes for. Other of us may be excited for the new space and opportunities to follow you as a community there. However we may feel in this moment, grow our faith in you as you lead us in this new chapter of our community life. You have been faithful to do so since the beginning. There has been a lot of life, learning, and growth of our Wellspring Ohana here. For this, we give you so much thanks and praise. May we take a piece of it with us in our hearts as we follow your lead into your good future. Help us to be good and faithful servants. Help us to work towards sharing ourselves and your word so that others may know of your great love for them too. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.